Good morning, Dr. Rajvans. Good morning. So you've had your tose? Already? Yes, I had already. Fantastic. Super early, okay. It's so lovely to have you in the studio with us. <laughs> Thank okay. You. So, starting off, we've got a question from Mimi for you. Yeah, I want to ask him about tinnitus. I do not know. I've seen a few of a doctor. They told me tinnitus, there's no cure for it. Is it true, Dr. Raspan? Tinnitus. Yeah, I mean, uh, we still don't know sometimes what's the cause of tinnitus, you know. Sometimes they say certain medication in childhood could have triggered it off or, mm. you know, so it's just basically a ringing in the ear uh, that can be continuous, can be irritating and you're right, there is no such cure as such Western medicine. They, of course, they'll try to rule out other causes, see an ENT and most time nothing will be there. Uh, the only worry is sometimes tinnitus can lead to vertigo, so people worry right. about that. Uh, some people have tried the uh, herb ginkgo it's just not mm. the normal ginkgo herb that you get uh, for circulation. It's the one EGB-7. I think there are certain brand names out there that uh, you can try. And uh, some people who have taken, my patients who have taken this, uh, find that after a few months, they are, you know, about two, three months of using it, the tinnitus goes away. Really? Yeah. Okay. Some have tried that. and uh, But a l- lot of times people take, uh, you know, nothing really happens. Mm. Um, so what they then say is try things like white noise to, you know, to to try to overcome that Counts. effect on this, and you know, and over time people do learn to adjust, and you know, it's just something they leave it. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, there's no real cure for it. You just must make sure there's no other causes that are causing the problem. Mm. Uh, but apart from that, you can try this herb. Otherwise, no real cure. Okay, so. You said Western medicine. Do we know of, I don't know, um, Chinese medicine, for example? Yeah, that's the that only one they said is ginkgo, the one from the, I think. Right, the, right. The, you get ginkgo, ginkgo lights are from the, I think, the root. So this is from the leaf, I think. This EGB7. Okay. So there are some brands out there you can ask the pharmacist. But you can't just go and buy ginkgo and start eating it. That, that, that no, doesn't work. Yeah, anyway. it doesn't work because you must get the, you know, the one that is uh, sort that's of purified compound, and right? compounded. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, Doc, we have uh, Danny on the line. Hi, Danny. What would you like to ask the doctor? Okay, so I've been having sleep problems. So, I'm addicted to sleep medication. So, I'd like to know what steps can I take to stop relying on those? Yeah, I mean, uh, sleep medication, long term, they have their own problems, their own side effects. So, I we use the word sleep hygiene. That means you have to start looking at ways to, you know, get your, uh, what they call it, the melatonin secreted in the evening. So things like uh, maybe, uh, you know, as you as the sun comes down, you start relaxing a bit, uh, mm-hmm. you know, s- uh, some evening walks will help. Uh, don't eat uh, or exercise too near bedtime, so that will uh, aggravate things. The other thing is the blue light, you know. So mm-hmm. doing computer work, handphones, television, at least should be, they say up to one to two hours before bedtime, you should start stop that uh, if not at least one hour you should try then uh, things you can try things like essential oils you know essential oils that are you know sort of calm you down that will help mm-hmm. then you can try things like um, uh, uh, you know there are certain supplements you know things like chamomile tea valerian uh, evening primrose oil these are all some certain herbs that can help you calm down and relax uh, so these are some of the things you can do some people even talk about mindfulness meditation mm-hmm. that will yeah. help uh, you know and try to slowly relax into the night other thing they seem to help some people is melatonin which is uh, actually mm. a sleep hormone uh, it is available nowadays you can get it so these are all the things you need to try and if possible try to get off the sleep uh, yeah. medication because mm. Danny you say you're addicted but is it diagnosed did the doctor tell you that you're hooked on it or how do you know you're addicted to it because like I can't sleep without it 
Right. Yeah. And how long have you been on this? Um, for a couple of months now. Months, so, uh, so already so quite. Yeah. yeah, more than two weeks. You already start getting dependent. Mm-hmm. So even to stop suddenly is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, not easy to get sleeping tablets nowadays. So your doctors, you're probably getting a doctor. Your pharmacies don't have any more. Right. Mm-hmm. So now talk to your doctor and see whether you can slowly tail off while you try all these other things that we discussed just now. And they can look up at sleep hygiene. There are many other ideas they'll give you. Uh, but slowly, don't stop suddenly. Whatever you're taking. Uh, I would slowly maybe try half a, t- a tablet first and then after that go alternate days and then maybe twice a week and slowly take it off if possible. So kind of like lower the dose, wean lower yourself the dose, off yeah, it. Because right. sudden yourself stop, off you it. might just get a mm. rebound, right, you know, right. yeah. uh, effect and it get worse. Yeah. Mm. So okay. try all these and see and uh, if possible over the next maybe one, two months, get rid of the sleeping mm. tablets. Yeah. Okay, Danny? Okay. All right, Doc, next up we've got Angeline with something wrong with her mouth. I'm having oral lichen plana, mm-hmm. something to do with my uh, immune system. So my question is, is this advisable for me to take the vaccine or not? That's all. Oh, okay. So it's got something to do with the COVID vaccine if she's got okay. oral lichen. Yeah, so I think, uh, yes, uh, so it is a bit of a immune system issue. But uh, I don't think so it's a problem to take the vaccine because in fact, uh, someone like you should actually take the vaccine as long as you've got no allergies. Right now, if you are having allergies to certain medication, then uh, I think Pfizer has said, depending on which vaccine you're going to take, if Pfizer, then they will not recommend you to take if you're allergic to, let's say, uh, non steroidal or sulfur sort of drugs because mm-hmm. I think there is some of that inside the vaccine right uh, but then they might be able to ask you to take the you know the old technology the things like Sinovac vaccines mm-hmm. which is just got an inactivated virus so depending so when you fill up that form in my Sajatra, you must mention everything that you have if you have a chronic disease you must mention that uh, so you might be actually get for the vaccine faster any allergies no matter to what you must inform them so that at least they know they are aware and then they will be able to let you know whether you can cannot take the vaccine and when you go to the vaccine center at least the people will be alerted that they mm. have to be a bit more careful with you because you got a certain problem so but yes I think you still should take the vaccine it's not right. an issue to you know not a contraindication to not take but the what vaccine. is mm. oral lichen lichen that she's got it's got a sort of a immune system issue right yeah Okay, so so how does that present itself in the mouth? Like what? Yeah. What is you, get it? Go, you get a sort of a, like a, a whitey sort of discoloration and all in the. Is it like having the, thrush in your mouth? Uh, something kind of can thing? mimic thrush sometimes if you, okay. if you don't diagnose it correctly. Right, right. right. Okay, yeah. so the thing is, in her case, is it a lifelong thing that you need to deal I with? I think they have to still. Uh, so I, there is treatment, so they have to go and see the you know the doctors, and then they will be able to see what is the right sort of treatment okay. for you. So even I'm not sure what is the latest one for like right. awareness here. Yeah. I see. So that's why Angela's concerned that if this you're already getting treatment for this and then you yeah. go for the COVID thing, it might clash, right? Okay. Yeah. Now, Doc, we got a question from Juliana. I have an allergy for statin. For okay. statin, okay. The cholesterol yes. medication. When I had it, I couldn't even walk five steps. Because of that, it took me about two years to recover. Because normally when I walk, I walk very fast. I'm going to be 75 next month. Okay. And Young I'm lady. I'm worried about the vaccine. So you're concerned about being on statin, that you've recovered yes. already, but now you're concerned about taking the COVID vaccine? That's right. And then I have allergies, you know, and I'm very sensitive to many things. And another thing is when I had my eye surgery about a year ago, when I put the eye drops in for, mm. you know, immediately I had the swollen eyes and red eyes and all that. So, mm. you know, Gosh, yes. that's why I'm very worried about the vaccine. You know. <laughs> okay, so you have a lot of reactions to medicines. Yes. Okay, so why don't we put this to the doctor? Help me, please. 
Right. Thanks, Juliana. It's interesting. I mean, the statin is a is a side effect that's uh, quite unique to statins. You know that uh, some people about twenty thirty percent can get what you call myopathy. Mm-hmm. That means muscle inflammation, and they can actually some people are very mild where they just find that, uh, for example, they got muscle aches and all that. Mm-hmm. Some people I know my patients who couldn't play golf anymore because the swing was not as good as before because <laughs> of the oh movie. really that's yeah. a huge so effect simply, yeah yeah so for them it was like quite bad and like hers was very bad she I mean she took two years to recover and yeah, you know, yeah. like she couldn't walk at all yeah. so that's a severe form but most people just have a mild form but that's the different from the allergies that we talk about but the other allergies you know that she's allergic to medication and even eye drops and all that mm-hmm. so all these have to be put into the mice jatra and uh, mm. they probably will say that you can't take Uh, maybe the Pfizer vaccine, for example, you probably have to wait for the the one from uh, the you know the older yeah. uh, technology, like mm-hmm. the one inactivated virus, right, right. That, uh, right. when that comes. So, uh, so I don't know. They have to she has to put all that information, let them know, and then they will get back to her and say yes or not. Because I know patients of mine who have got the guy. Like one of her doctors is very allergic to non-steroidal. That means the okay. moment she takes uh, some of the non-steroidal, uh, this thing she gets severe anaphylaxis. She actually got. Gosh, so wow. anaphylaxis is a total contraindication. So they. Told her you can't take that vaccine. It right, right. For the Sinovac. So, so again, depends on what type of allergy and how. Simple allergies like rash, they still let you go ahead and take, mm-hmm. but they just make sure that you stay there for half an hour, right. and they just observe you. So, but the thing is, if you don't take the vaccine, then you're always at risk of the virus. Yes, yes. which Correct. can at her yes. age is also can be very serious. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I think she needs to take. It's just not to see which one she needs to take. All right. So, Kwan, what's your question for Dr. Rajbans? Uh, I said, uh, the OKU child, she's already 41. Her period is uh, rather heavy, la, you know, every time. So, I just wonder whether it's advisable for her to go for the uh, vaccine. Or it's very heavy one. She used the uh, kind of med pads. And at uh, one time, a few years back, she actually fainted, you know. And then after going uh, to the gynae and do a lot of tests, uh, it was, she was just okay. It's just that the period is a bit heavy. She says to take a... Those uh, pill uh, have to take uh, on the second day, third day to okay. reduce the flow and all that. So it is manageable now. Uh. So, but I don't know whether it's advisable to go for the vaccine or not. Oh wow. Heavy yeah, I mean, there's no problem. It's, uh, this is definitely not a contraindication for the vaccine. Uh, heavy uh, periods and uh, they're checked by the gynae, nothing uh, pathological there, so it's all okay. So she should go for the vaccine, you know. I mean, it's important that uh, she protect herself because the virus is going to be around and the virus, and as she gets older, the virus can be more, mm. you know, dangerous for her. So I think she gets the vaccine. There's no contraindication for her not to take the vaccine. Here. Yeah, and also, uh, I think she mentioned that her daughter was... Uh, Uh, okay, you yeah. on, on special yeah. needs, right? So I think uh, on my center you can uh, register on behalf of your dependents. Yes, That's all right. No. no problem. Yeah, you can do that. Yeah, okay. And it does ask you to list whether or not you're registered um, under the disabilities. I'm just so trying to get my head around this. Menses is, I mean, like how how much different can menses be if, when she says it's heavy menses? Oh, let me just tell you, <laughs> it can be a nightmare. And of course, when you're talking about after you hit 40s as well, there's a thing called perimenopause and you're going to menopause and that can sometimes, like that's what I've been told, right. you know, um, make things even more heavier and painful. So, so is there anything around that? Yeah, I mean, again, medication, they're given a medication that on day two and three, they, she takes and that oh, will so reduce So she's already on the right meds. Yeah, so oh. that will help. And then, of course, uh, as she gets older, she'll go into menopause, so that will solve that issue. 